0: I don't know if it's um, sacrilegious to say that God has a wicked sense of humor, but um, on it. What's that? Right? (laughs) God's got a wicked sense of humor. How's that? Was that all right? That was pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, The kids are with us today, right? Nope, we have Kids World. All right, so if kids want to go to Kids World, off they can go. Let them go. Anyway, I say that because uh, the, the theme today is be still. Don't panic. Just breathe. And then um, uh, if, you, if you happen to see the newsletter that went out yesterday, and if you happen to watch my, my little video uh, bumper there, you, I talked about how much time I've spent here at the church these last few weeks working on the sound system. Uh, which uh, has been literally a three-year project between the lights and the sound that we finally have uh, on its feet. But uh, the plan was, last fall, while my brother-in-law was here, who helped us put in the initial sound system, um, I mean, uh, 20 years ago, before Christ Community Church even existed, we began to gather the, the professional-style equipment that we were using and, and all that stuff, and it, and it finally just became outdated, and it became time after 20 years for us to upgrade some things, which I think that's a, I think that's a, a cool thing to be able to say, that um, uh, we're the kind of church that uh, we run the wheels off of our stuff, right? You know what I mean? Like, I, I had this friend that used to, like, every twice a year he'd have a new car, uh, Wayne Richardson. You guys remember Wayne? Uh, every time you turn around, Wayne, you have a different truck. You go, yeah, I got tired of that other one. I traded in and got this one. I thought, man, that's crazy. Um, uh, because at our house, you know, I mean, we literally drove the wheels off of a couple of our cars where they had to get put on the flatbed and taken away because it just wasn't happening anymore. And, uh, and that, that kind of, uh, kind of mentality sort of Uh, runs around here, too. Not that we get to the point where things are decrepit, but we get our use out of stuff when we spend money on them. And so it was finally time to do that. And the plan was last fall, my brother-in-law, who had helped us put all that gear together, was also going to be here for a while, and we were going to buy the new microphones and the new soundboard, and he was going to do all of that configuring because he he has it all here. And then um, the tariffs on goods coming out of China got put into place and the soundboard and some of the other equipment that we were ordering, people just went crazy trying to order them before the tariffs went in and the prices went up and we got back ordered and by the time the new stuff came he was gone. And so uh, I've spent a lot of hours in the last few weeks digging through the details of that, figuring out how to make all these digital connections and how to make it work, and it's fantastic. When we're all through through to the end of it, it'll be much simpler than the system that we had before, and it'll last us, you know, hopefully another 20 years. We'll see how that goes. Um, But on a morning that we're we're trying to think about being still, don't panic, just breathe, we had a fantastic rehearsal on Tuesday night with the band, with the new gear all in place. Uh, Russ Panter and Jeremy Sabra-Pena came here on Tuesday and spent the whole day here with me moving cables and shifting equipment around and making sure everything worked. We had a great rehearsal. We, we, the, it sounded fantastic in here. They saved all the settings. And I know they were saved because Sam and I were here the rest of the week. And I remember on uh, Friday, I was back there at the soundboard, and I looked down, and the little scheme that they had saved that they, they called uh, Team A, because we have two worship teams that we rotate back and forth, and it was Team A. They'd saved it. It was number seven. I saw it there. We came in this morning, and and scheme number 17A was gone. And so all of the work that they had done on Tuesday night was just gone. And so uh, we panicked a little bit this morning. Things didn't sound quite like we wanted them to. Things weren't working quite like we wanted them to. A detail here and a detail there. And inside of me, it was very difficult to be still (laughs) and to breathe and to not panic. Um, but the Lord helped us and we made it through I appreciate those guys uh, diligence to just stay with it and not be intimidated by it and they got us through and I think the Lord met us here in worship this morning but uh, uh, hopefully over the next few weeks we'll get things dialed in and they'll stay saved I mean seems like Jesus would be interested in this right saving the settings I feel like that's the gospel quality uh, anyway that is our theme be still don't panic <sighs> just breathe and uh, it takes me it takes me back to the story of Genesis when the Bible tells us that, that God created everything that we can see around us in, in nature in the heavens that he, he spoke it, in, his breath spoke it into being. And then as, as, his, as his pinnacle creation, the Bible tells us, he endowed humanity with something that none of the other creation possesses, the, the stamp where we bear the image and likeness of God. And it says that after he crafted Adam from the dust, and then he crafted Eve from his rib and the dust, that he breathed life into each of them. His breath becomes our breath. And this, this principle of breathing is important. I mean, look, let's listen. If we stop breathing, not such a good outcome at the other end of that, right? Breath is the foundational thing of life. When, when our babies come out of the womb, the first thing we're looking for is for them to take that first breath. Because without it, they can't continue on into life. And sometimes I find in my own life that, that when things are racing, when things aren't working like I want them to, or uh, maybe things are working just like they're supposed to, but it's a lot to, to take care of, it's a lot to handle. If I can just set aside a few moments to, to breathe... It helps me to be aware of, of, of who I am and where I am and, and to be grounded. When, uh, when Chris was younger, we laugh at this now, but he used to get so mad at me. Uh, for two things, well, at least two things, let me think about that. At least two things. One was I would make a face at him when he was talking to me. Um, which is funny because he did it to his mother the other night on FaceTime and she didn't get the joke. But he would be talking. I, can you imagine Christopher talking? Um, he'd be talking, and I'd just look at him, and I'd make this. I don't know if you can see it. I'd make this face. I'd go. And he'd talk, and he'd go, Dad, stop it. And he'd just keep going. And I'd just be like. And he would, he would get so mad that he would just stop saying whatever it is he was trying to say to me because he wanted me to stop making the face. Um, but, but the other thing that would happen that I wasn't very good at. um, It it wasn't a great thing for me to do. I know what my intention was, but I realized somewhere along the way that my intention was not producing the result that I was looking for. But you know, sometimes, maybe you experience this with with your kids or with people in your life, people you work with. um, Sometimes people are talking and they're seeking an answer and you have the answer and what they really need to do is shut up be quiet be still and so sometimes he would be going and he'd be going and he'd be going I'd let him go for a long time then I'd finally just say stop talking stop talking cease the words that are exiting your face stop speaking and uh, he would get mad at me, and sometimes he'd say, let me finish what I want to say. And I'm like, man, we've been here for like 15 minutes. How long is this going to take? But my implication to him, that, that didn't work out very well, and I, I had to actually go back and apologize and say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I don't let you finish your thoughts sometimes, and I had to adjust that. But I know what my motivation was, and and he came back later and said, you know, I get what you were trying to tell me, but uh, is that sometimes we're so... We're racing so fast, our minds are racing so fast, our spirits are racing so fast, and we're seeking an answer, and the answer is right in front of us, if we would just be still, if we would just stop. Sometimes we run over what we're looking for because we're so caught up in the chase or we're so caught up in, in the, the, the tragedy or we're, we're so caught up in the circumstance. And the answer might be right there if we would just stop and breathe and take a look around. I want to share with you a couple of uh, passages of scriptures today. If you want to turn with me to Psalm 107, I'll take you there. I'm going to start in verse 23, but I'd encourage you to go back later. If you uh, have some Bible reading you'd like to do, That you might pick this up and read the entire uh, chapter of Psalm 107. There are like four distinct uh, people that are spoken of here. And when I say people, I don't mean individual persons, but like people groups or uh, people who are identified in a certain way, talking about the theme to consider the steadfast love of God. But I want to focus on this last group, starting in verse 23. and We're going to go through uh, verse 31. It says that some went down to the sea in ships, doing business on the great waters. They saw the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the deep for he commanded and raised the stormy wind which lifted up the waves of the sea. They mounted up to heaven, they went down to the depths. Their courage melted away in their evil plight. They reeled and staggered like drunken men and were at their wit's end. And then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress and he made the storm be still and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet, and he brought them to their desired haven. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. Let them extol him in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. There's a few things I want to bring your attention to in here. We get this mental picture of these these people out on the ocean the great ocean in great ships on the great waters and it says that they saw the deeds of the lord the his wondrous works in the deep i th- i think that means i was reading a couple of commentaries i think that means that they were probably fishing because they saw his wondrous works in the deep of the ocean and uh they were they were out there fishing and pulling up things that they couldn't see unless they brought them up but they still saw and acknowledged and recognized the wonderful work and creation of God even way down there under the ocean and and you've probably seen that uh, you know the, the incredible technology we have now to send uh, ROVs rovers down to the to, to the floor of the ocean and see creatures that that we have no other way of, of putting our eyes on them and still they're they're discovering Species that have never been seen before in places underneath the ocean. It's still such a vast, incredible frontier underneath of that water. And it's interesting to think that as we stand up here on, on terra firma, on earth, and, and we look at the night sky, many of us are moved to recognize the incredible work of God, his creative genius in, in flinging the stars into space, into the place where they, they sit Today. Uh, gathering uh, the matter that is created by the breath of his word, making something out of nothing, but strictly from the power of his word, the Bible says that God spoke the universe into being. And then we stand here on the the face of this planet, and we look to the heavens, we can look to these mountain ranges, we can look all around us and all the beauty of the world, and even if we were to go to the depths of the ocean... God's wondrous work still shows itself from the deepest, darkest places in the ocean to the highest places of the heavens. And the writer here says that that should remind us of the steadfast love of God because he has created this for us to dwell in, for us to walk with him in. And it says that they marveled as well because they understood that God commanded and raised a stormy wind, and it blew the ocean, and it carried their ship to the height of the waves, to the heavens, it says, and then they came back down into the depths. I've told the story, I won't tell it again today, but I've told the story before of being on a uh, a boat out in Prince William Sound in 30 to 40 foot uh, waves. Uh, not my favorite place to be. I don't ever want to be there again. Karen keeps trying to talk me into a cruise, and I'm like, um, no. Waves, storms, and uh, what do they call that? The norovirus, you know? The cruise ship flu? No. Uh, don't want to do it. Hope that's, My phone has that same ringtone for, uh, the, you know, live long and prosper. Um, hope that wasn't me uh but they're down in the depths and it says this phrase here that i want to make sure we understand in verse 26 it says their courage melted away in their evil plight uh if we're not careful we'll we'll read that for this to say that they were evil but that's not what it means it means that the the circumstance they were in was bad things were not going well uh might be that circumstance where they were thinking that all hope is lost. But then it says that they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress and he made the storm be still. He made the storm be still. Now you can find a lot of different um, religious ideas about being still, about breathing, about uh, meditating. Those in and of themselves are not bad things, and, and they're not bad. Like, meditation is not a bad word. It's in the Bible. Meditate on the word of God day and night. But what you're after might not be so good if you aren't careful in some of those disciplines because often if we talk about uh, meditation or uh, breathing exercises that are connected especially to to eastern philosophical religion, uh, religions, the idea is that you're emptying yourself to try and get to a place of nothingness, that there's just nothing happening. And that's not a biblical idea of meditation. It's not a biblical idea of this breathing, of recognizing the breath of God. It's, it's more like this, that we recognize the greatness of God and we settle our, it is my phone, I just heard it go again. And I'm not even going to tell you who texted me. Do you want to fess up? You're in the room. <laughs> no, it wasn't you. All right. <laughs> I, I never have my ringer on, so that's why I didn't think it was my phone. Okay. So it's, what did I say about being still and don't panic and breathe? <sighs> If we're gonna think of this idea, this being still in a, in a biblical sense, it is not to get to a place of nothingness, but it is to get to the presence of God. To ask him to abide with us. To, to shut out the noise of the world in favor of the song of the kingdom of heaven. If we're doing nothing in particularly uh, strenuous or stressful or concentrating on it, um, most of us breathe somewhere around 25,000 times a day. The vast majority of those we don't think about at all. It's, it's the body's autonomic system, right? It just happens, like blinking, swallowing, Heartbeat, breathing. Our body's pre-wired, programmed to do those things without us having to think about them. But there may be times that we should put some intention to that, some purpose behind it, and the purpose to be to be still. And I think the struggle here for me sometimes is uh, all throughout the Bible you can find these pictures of the idea of the the Trinity, the the triune nature of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Uh, all one God expressed in three different ways but still the same God, distinct personalities, but not three different deities, one God. It's a lot to wrap our minds around, but, but we also see things like mind, body, and spirit. Um, that which is below the earth, hell, the earth, and the heavens. Mind, body, spirit. Spirit. I think this is the struggle for me and maybe it is for you when I think about this idea of being still. And more so in today's culture and with all the things that are available to us maybe than any other time in the world, it is perhaps the easiest to get our bodies to be still. To just stop whatever it is we're doing. Sit down, lie down, lean against the wall, take a break. I can do that. Um, not too tough. I mean, sometimes things are very busy, right? And it's hard to find a, a minute to, to step aside. You know, Jonathan and Bambi have a new baby at home. You guys have got a new young one over there, the Sabra Peñas. Um, uh, Ross and Sarah. You know, when you've got little ones like that, there often are not enough minutes to just stop and be still. <laughs> right? Yeah, look, I, I'm with you. I get it. I know. Is that, is that Charlie? I know. But it's probably the easiest thing that we can manage. I mean, at some point, somebody does have to take a nap, or they just, they just finally crash. And then maybe we get a moment to to sit down and be still but the next challenge for me is, is my mind and remember I said this isn't I don't, I don't want to turn it off I don't want you to turn it off I'm not sure that's possible really anyway I mean if you're contemplating nothing isn't it still doing something But maybe to refocus what my mind is on, and 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 I think where my trouble comes in is, I might be at the place where there's a lot going on in my life that I'm that I'm wrestling with, that I'm struggling with, that's kind of uh, overwhelming me, and, and I want to set it aside. But instead of taking the time to turn my mind perhaps towards um, scripture or towards prayer or just being open to the voice of God, uh, it's so easy to pick up that phone and. And, and flip through social media. Boy, that's encouraging, isn't it, these days? That's, that's a real uplifter. Um, you know, Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, Stars, HBO, DirecTV, click, 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 click. My body's not doing much. Frankly, my mind's not doing much either, but it's not still. And maybe if I could get to that place where I can really discipline my mind, then I have to wrestle with the last one, which is my soul. To be still in my soul. The the deepest place of my being. The, The place where the Spirit of God has come to reside with me. Maybe you can identify with that. I'd love to give you a I'd love to give you a checklist. Here's four things you can do to, to accomplish this. I'm I'm not sure that I can. I mean I could give you some, but you already know what they are. I think ultimately the simplicity of the whole thing of being still, being quiet, just breathing, don't panic, be still. And know that he is God. It begins with. Just. Stop. Stop fidgeting. Stop looking around. Stop digging through your phone. Stop flipping through the channels. Stop tidying up the kitchen and folding the laundry for five minutes and just. Be still. Something about getting our bodies still, at least for me, puts me in a place where I can begin to allow the rest of me to be still. And ultimately, the only checklist I can give you has, has one item It. If you and I want to experience that peace, that ability to breathe, even though, listen, I understand the circumstances that are around us are still happening, right? The issues that that lie in wait for us are still there. The pressures of the checkbook or the credit card bill or the medical expenses. Uh, the sickness those things they're not going away while we're being still but i think our common mistake our the thing that we're messing up together is that we give those so much attention we never take the time to be still and in the stillness is often where we find the answers. And in the stillness, if, even if we don't find the answers, is where we often find the comfort, the peace, the ability to get back up and keep going can be found in the stillness. The one thing that's on the checklist is if if you need to be still, call out to Jesus. It sounds very religious. Um, Maybe sounds cliche. I don't know. I find myself more and more in my own life, my personal life, uh, literally saying out loud, Help me, Jesus. Help me. And it'll be in times of great distress, sorrow. It'll be in times of just simple frustration. I'm working on something and it's not going right. And and I begin to think about Uh, All the time now I'm spending on this, when I thought this was going to take me 30 minutes and, and I'm an hour and a half in, means all of the other things I had on my list now are just sliding down the calendar. And how will I ever even make it to sleep tonight because all of those things are still lying in wait to devour me. And sometimes in those moments, literally, I just say, help me. Jesus, I'm going to encourage you to try it because I'm telling you from my own personal experience, he does. Now, he may not help me fix the thing I'm working on, but he helps me in here. He helps me in here. And sometimes he does help me with the thing I'm working on. It happened just this week. As we were setting up all this stuff, there were two pieces of equipment that I lost in my house. A microphone and a pack that somebody wears on their belt to listen to earphones. I even, I even accused a Chosen Road of stealing the microphone. Uh, we, we talked on the phone this week. I said, did you guys take my microphone? And they, they looked through their stuff and they said, no, we didn't take it. And I said, to be fair, the only reason I asked you was because while you were here, you told me that you had a microphone in your bag that you took from the last church you were at by accident. So it's not that I don't trust you, I'm just saying, you already said you're into stealing microphones, so I thought maybe you took it. Um, and I looked for days. I knew where I'd seen it last, both of these items. I knew where I'd seen them last. I looked in there, and you know how you do that thing? Like, one of them was a drawer at the house. There's not that much stuff in the drawer, but you still go through it ten times. Because you're like, I know it was in there. And I'm not kidding. I went downstairs to my computer. I sat down. I was thinking about coming over here. I sat back in my chair, and I said, oh, I was so frustrated. And I said, Jesus, help me. And I leaned forward on my desk, and between my monitors, I saw the antenna of that belt pack laying there. I went, look, there it is. And I reached in there, I grabbed it, and I smiled. Look at that. You, f- you see that? That's, that's real relief. That, it really happened. I grabbed it, and I said, thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm not kidding. I set it down on the desk. I turned around, and I looked at the bag that I've been carrying back and forth to the church. I just looked at it, and something inside me said, it's in there. And I went over and I pulled up the the flap of my bag and I stuck my hand down in the bottom of the bag and I pulled out that microphone. I had raced around the house on a number of occasions over the last several days trying to find that stuff and I couldn't find it. But when I sat down and was still and cried out for help, he helped me. Mark chapter 4, we have this incredible story. Jesus is out preaching and teaching to the people, and he's healing the sick, and it's incredible. I mean, it's amazing. And Jesus gets wiped out, and he tells his disciples, he says, let's get in the boat, and let's go over to the other side of this water, because if I go over there, I can get some rest, is really what he's saying. He's, He's tired. He needs to be still. And he is. He gets in the boat, and he falls asleep with his head on the pillow up in the front of the boat. Um, Actually, he's in the back of the poem, right? you got to think about this. And a big storm arises, just like in Psalms. A great storm arises. They're being tossed around. They're going up to the heavens. They're going down to the depths. And they're they're looking at Jesus, and they say, the Bible says they talk to to each other, and they say, what's wrong with that guy? Doesn't he know we're going to die out here? And then they called out to Jesus. They they woke him up, and they said, hey, help us. We're going to die. This is one of the places where Jesus proves that he's God, by the way. Because just like it talks about in Psalm, where it says that God spoke and commanded the waves and the wind to be still, Jesus gets up, looks at these guys, and says, Really? And then he says, Be still. It says, Immediately, the storm stopped, the waves stopped. And they were comforted. They were amazed. They said, who is this guy that he commands even the waves to be still? And so I look at a story like that. I look at the story from Psalm. I tell you the story of my life, uh, things that are happening to me sometimes. and And I tell you, call out to Jesus. He has the power. Tell the storms of your life, the struggles of your life, the the racing of your mind, the unsettledness in your spirit, the activity of your body that's just kind of out of control and, and, and your circumstances are driving you, call out to him and he has the ability to say to the storms of your life, be still. And you'll know that he is God. so for our final thing today, I'm just going to sing a song for you. And I want you to be still. (laughs) And if the kids are jumpy or whatever, it's okay. Don't worry about that. But take this moment and consider whatever it is that's in your life, maybe, that you're seeking relief Or maybe maybe you just never take the time to, to be calm, to be still. Maybe this is just this is your only opportunity. I recognize that.
1: ways he faithful will remain Be still my soul thy best Mysterious Shall be bright At last Be still my soul Hello.
0: you stand for closing prayer now may the Lord bless you and keep you may cause the light of his face to shine upon you may he turn his countenance towards you and give you peace may we call out to the Lord in times of trouble, in times of struggle, in times of busyness. Lord, in times of confusion, may we call out to you and allow you to speak into our lives the words, be still. Find ourselves in a place to breathe, a place to be quiet, a place to not panic. May that place be in the very, very presence of the Lord God Almighty. In Jesus' name.